guys, I love y'all so much and I hope that today's message encourages you. Be sure and like and subscribe if you are tuning in on YouTube. Comment down below what you learned in today's message and what other topics you'd like to hear talked about moving forward. And if you're tuning in via Apple or Spotify, be sure and download, rate, review. We love reading your reviews and it actually helps us as we prepare for messages to come. And make sure to turn on your push notifications so that you can know whenever episodes come out as we have new episodes every single Wednesday. Guys, I love y'all and I hope you enjoy the show. Hey there, MMA McDaniel here. This podcast is powered by the Converge Podcast Network. What's up, awesome people? I am MMA McDaniel, and I'm overjoyed that you have come to hang out with me on the Have You Heard podcast. Friends, this is such a sweet day, and I hope that you're having the best day. This is the day that the Lord has made, so let's rejoice and be glad in it. I hope wherever you're at in your day that you're doing well. Y'all tuned in for a very special episode. I feel like I say that on a lot of them because I just love each one, but guys, this is the first of the series that we are doing for the MMA collection, the spring 2022 merch that is launching. And what I mean by series is that each episode throughout this series, I'm going to be diving into the message behind the merch, the heart behind the designs that me and Josh chose for each item within this collection. And that's just super important to me because I love for y'all to know where this is coming from. And also if you are putting the merch on in the morning and you see like what what it says as we're about to go into like you can think on the scriptures that we talked about here in this episode or whenever you're out and about in your day wearing the merch and a conversation comes up about like hey I like what you're wearing or what does that even mean you can refer back to things that we talked about here in this episode and bring it up in conversation and draw people to the word of God so I just I really believe in this and I'm excited you're here today is the first one the first episode of the series and we are talking about the friend of God sweatshirt. Y'all, this is so fun. If you have not seen the sweatshirt, have not ordered it yet, it's a groovy look and it's so fun. And you may be wondering, what does it mean friend of God? That's what we're going to go into today is that through Christ, we get to actually have a relationship with God. And it blows me away. And so we're going to go into scripture. That's just, that's not just Emma May saying, oh yeah, Emma said that we are friends of God. No, I'm saying what scripture says. Scripture says that we are friends of God because of Jesus. And so that's what we're going to study today. And I'm pumped. So all of that being said, without further ado, grab your headphones and let's get into the guys, as I said, we are talking about being a friend of God today. And that may honestly sound kind of confusing right off the bat because we hear God being referred to as so many things. And it's like, how can he be all of those things and still be one God? Like, how is that even possible? Like, he is our father. He is our friend. He is the king of kings. He's three in one. Like, what is that all about? He is the triune God. Like, he is father, son, Holy Spirit. And and he is the creator. He is the great I am. He is the light of the world. He is the prince of peace. Like, you go into all of these incredible 
qualities about who God is and the names that he has. And it's like, how can he be all of those things in and of himself? And honestly, I love that I can't fully answer that question. I love in Isaiah 55 where we read that his ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. It's just so beautiful to me. Actually, I want to read this to you um, in Romans 11. In Romans 11, Paul says, Oh, how great are God's riches and wisdom and knowledge. How impossible it is for us to understand his decisions and his ways. For who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who can know enough to give him advice? Who, Who has given him so much that he needs to pay it back? For everything comes from him and exists by his power and is intended for his glory. All glory to him forever. Amen. Is that not just so awesome that we have a God who we can know personally? And as we're going to talk about today, he is our friend, but also he holds the universe by the word, by his word, the power of his word, that by him, all things exist and are sustained. It's It's so powerful and vast and grand, yet he's so intimate and personal and relatable, and he is our friend. And I just love him. That's incredible to me. So we have a friendship with God, but how is that made possible? So if you have your Bibles with you, um, I'm going to be in Romans 5 first off today. And if not, I will just speak this over you. Just whatever you are doing, just let it be spoken over you today. So in Romans chapter five, I love this. Starting in verse six, when we were utterly helpless, that's all of us. That's me, you, that's the people living in your house. That's the people you saw driving by wherever you were today, that's the people in the grocery store you walked past that, I mean, you, whoever it is, you name it, we were all utterly helpless. And when we were, Christ came at just the right time and he died for us sinners. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good, But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. We gave God every excuse not to be our friend. Talk about a a disloyal friend. That's exactly what we were. We're going to read it later, but we were actually enemies of God. We gave him every reason to not want to be in relationship with us. But verse 8, but God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation, from God's wrath. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son while we were still his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. Right here we see, what? how are you describing God as our friend? How on earth can I be God's friend? Like, It's because of Jesus. Through our sin, we were separated from God and we couldn't be in relationship with him any longer. And if you may be reading along with me, other versions such as the NIV and ESV may say that we have been reconciled back to God. And that may sound kind of like 
kind of like a tough word to wrap your mind around. It's like, what does that mean that I've, I have reconciliation with God? Well, that word reconciliation, what it basically means is to have a renewed friendship after disagreement or enmity. So friend, scripture literally says that because Jesus came and he took our place and our place was death because that's what our sins deserve. He took our place and he was buried and rose again. And anyone who puts their trust in him and believes in him shall have a friendship that is restored with God because God made you for his glory. He made you and I to be in relationship with him. He desires for us to know him. And I think that that's just so cool. And that takes me to our next passage which is in James 4. So in James 4, James is talking to the believers in his letter about how we cannot be friends of both God and of the world. And actually, God craves friendship with us. So I'm just going to read this to you and then we'll go into it a little bit. James chapter 4, verse 4. Don't you realize that friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? I say it again. If you want to be a friend of the world, you make yourself an enemy of God. Do you think the scriptures have no meaning? They say that God is passionate about the spirit that he has placed within us should be faithful to him. And he gives grace generously. So I'm going to pause here because other versions say that the Lord is jealous for the spirit that he made to dwell in you. And this word jealous, I think... It's been one of my favorite word studies. I've been really hanging out in James a lot lately. And this word jealous, I think when we hear it, we automatically have this negative, this negative tone with it of like jealousy is craving something that doesn't belong to you. And it um, it comes from a spirit of like pride and security comparison, like I kind of want to stay away from the green jealous monster. Like that's not really what is about. And if you've read through James, you also know that in James chapter three, James talks about how like jealousy and selfish ambition lead to every kind of disorder and evil practice. But here in James four, we read that God is jealous for us. He's jealous for the spirit that he, that he intended to, for us to, to dwell in us. Um, and so we are like, wait, how is that possible if jealousy is something so bad, but yet God is jealous for us? This word jealousy is different than the jealousy that we're used to, the green monster jealousy, the comparison insecurity. I want what you have and I'm coveting it. That's not the kind of jealousy that we're talking about here with God. This word jealousy that James uses in chapter four actually means to long. It's an appropriate desire to long for something that you have a right to. So when we read here in James 4, God is not wanting something that doesn't belong to him that like out of comparison or insecurity. God is longing for you and I, and he rightfully so is longing for you and I because it it's an appropriate desire as we were made for him made in his image, made for his glory, made to bring him praise, made to walk in friendship with God. He longs for you and it's a rightful longing because he made you for himself. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network and is sponsored in part by... 
scripture says that it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. And I have an incredibly awesome way for you to give today. So I've partnered with Compassion International, which is a nonprofit organization that has partnered up with local churches to help deliver kids out of poverty all over the world. And just for $38 a month, you can sponsor a child today. And you can actually have a personal relationship with them through contacting them via letters and praying for them. This is really powerful, y'all. So if you go to compassion.com slash Emma, you can sponsor a child today. I love you. Rothy's could be your new everyday shoe obsession. Rothy's shoes gives you right out of the box comfort, amazing styles and colors, and you can even wash them. It's so easy to see why millions of women are wearing Rothy's every single day. I even have a pair. I have the Light Sage Chelsea and they are so comfortable. I can wear them all across campus and style them in so many different ways with jeans, with sweatpants even, or with dresses and they are so cute. So friends, step up your shoes and accessories this spring and get ready to be asked the question, are those Rothy's? Plus, you can get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash Emma. That's rothys.com slash Emma. R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash Emma to get $20 off your first purchase. This is just so cool to me. I think that's just so beautiful. And something really unique here too, going back to being a friend of God versus being a friend of the world. In John chapter 15, verse 15, Jesus, I'm just going to read it to you guys. And we'll come back to James 4 in a hot second. But Jesus says in John 15, verse 15, let me find it. Or actually, we're going to go in verses 13 through 15. So actually, I want to hang out in verse 14 for a second. Jesus says in John 15, verse 14, he says, you are my friends if you do what I command. So we've just read in Romans 5 that it is because of Jesus and through Jesus and by Jesus that our friendship with God can be restored, that we have been reconciled back to God. And we have read in James 4 that God is jealous for us. He longs with a passionate longing to be in relationship with us because he made us for himself. But then we also read in James 4 that there's a difference between being a friend of God and a friend of the world, and you cannot be both. I wrote, I wrote down here that um, God is not deserving of undivided loyalty. To be a friend is to be loyal. To be a friend is actually, it's a person you know well and regard with affection and trust. And I can't do that with both the things of this world and the things of God. It makes me think of Romans 12 too. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may be able to test and approve God's good, pleasing, and perfect will. We were not made to be both friend of the world and a friend of God. It's It's either or, not both and. And Jesus is speaking into that here in John 15, verse 14, when he says, if you are my friend, then you're going to do what I command. 
proof of your friendship is going to be demonstrated in the kind of life that you live. I'm sending off a very confusing message if I'm saying with my lips that God is my friend, that Jesus is my savior, and that my love is for him and him alone. But my life is representing that I am against God. I am living out of fear of what people think of me. I'm living out of gratifying the the pleasures and the passions and the cravings of my flesh and doing whatever I want to, whenever I want to. Like when my life is not reflecting what my lips are saying, I'm sending off a very confusing message. And Jesus here is saying that if you say that you are my friend, he says, you are my friends if you do what I command. And that's what James is saying too. You can't be a friend of the world and a friend of God. And God desires your friendship. I just think that's so cool. And continuing in John 15, I said we would kind of hang out in verses 13 through 15. So verse 13, there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. That's what Jesus said. And that's what Jesus did. It relates right back to Romans 5, 8, that God demonstrated his perfect love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. Jesus demonstrated his perfect love for us as his friends. And then in verse 15, he continues to speak into why it is that we are his friends. Listen to this. He's talking to his disciples here. He says, I no longer call you slaves. Other versions say servants. I no longer call you slaves because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. In other words, a master doesn't let his slaves or his servants in on everything that he's doing. They don't know the whole scoop. They're only given so much information. But now Jesus says, you are my friends since I have told you everything the father told me. Now Jesus says, you are my friends because everything the master has told me, I've made it known to you. And going back to the definition of friend, Jesus is saying that those who believe in him are his friend. And a friend is a person you know well and regard with affection and trust. Think about that for a second. That through Christ, we are now friends with God. And that God is jealous for our undivided loyalty, our our wholehearted friendship. He has a passionate, rightful, appropriate longing to be your friend. What does that mean? To know you well and to regard you with affection, like, and trust, like, And that's what we get to have towards God because of Jesus. We get to know him well and regard him with affection and with complete trust and loyalty. Is that not just so cool that like kind of going back to the start of our conversation that it's hard to wrap our minds around that we are to fear God and he is worthy of all of our honor. I just think of the prayer that Jesus gave when he was teaching his disciples how to pray in Matthew 6. And he said, Lord in heaven, our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Like I honor your name. I tremble at my knees. Like better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. As the psalmist prayed, Lord, give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. Like I think of the, like of 
Isaiah, whenever he is with the Lord, let me just read this to you guys. This is really, really good. Just thinking about who God is in Isaiah chapter six. Whenever Isaiah is having this, um, he's like having this vision and the Lord is calling him. And he, it says that in his vision, Isaiah was, he said, I'm just going to start at verse one. So it's not confusing. It was in the year King Uzziah died that I saw the Lord. He was sitting on a lofty throne and the train of his robe filled the temple. Attending him were mighty seraphim, each having six wings. With two wings, they covered their faces. With two, they covered their feet. And with two, they flew. And what were they calling out to each other? Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of heaven's armies. The whole earth is filled with his glory. The God who spoke, let there be light, and there was light. This is the God we're talking about, who all at the same time desires for our friendship. Is that not crazy? I think that's just the sweetest thing, that as I seek the Lord daily, and as I walk with Him, and as I know Him, I revere Him as my Lord and as my God, and I also know that He is my personal friend. It's like Abraham in James 2. Um, James speaks about Abraham. He says, let me just read this to you guys. In James 2, verse 23, And so it happened, just as the scriptures say, Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. He was even called the friend of God. Huh. He was called the fr- a friend of God, not because he did all of these things in order to earn that placement with God. He was called a friend of God because of his faith. And that's what I really want to leave y'all with is that it is through faith in Christ that you are God's friend, that God is your friend. But God demonstrated his perfect love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And through that, though we were enemies of God, we have been reconciled back to him because of Jesus. What does that mean? Our friendship with him has been restored. That is available for you today. If you're like, Emma, you talking about being a friend of the world versus a friend of God. I have definitely been all up in the world, but maybe I felt like I could manage both. (laughs) Yeah, I can do both. I can show up at a church on Sunday and make sure my attendance record is good, but I can also do whatever I want Friday night. And I just want you to know that you were made for something so much better, so much richer, so much fuller. Jesus says, I have come so you may have life and have it to the full. God says, in me, you lack nothing, but apart from me, you have no good thing. And this friendship, this life that you were made for in him to bring him glory by him, for him and through him is available to you today. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you shall be saved, all who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved and shall be a friend of God. So as you put that sweatshirt on that has a groovy friend of God writing on it, I hope that the word of God comes to your mind as to why that is true because of Jesus. 
And I hope that in your day-to-day wearing the sweatshirt and people say, hey, I like your sweatshirt or hey, like, what does that even mean? Like, isn't God just on a throne somewhere and looking down at us? Like, how, how is he your friend? Hopefully you can remember these scriptures that we read together and you can share it with them and let them know that through Christ they can be God's friend too. Is that not just incredible? Guys, I love you so much. So much. If you are watching on YouTube, be sure and give a thumbs up, subscribe, comment down below how you were encouraged, what you think the next messages are going to be about. And also, if you are listening via Apple or Spotify, be sure and download, rate, review, share it with your people, and go and check out the MMA collection on Instagram and get your merch as for yourself or as a gift for people. And also, you can follow us on the Have You Heard podcast um, for all Instagram updates and details, all the things. And you can follow me, 1 Corinthians 13 Love, as well. Y'all are literally the best, and I will talk to you next week. Bye, guys. I pray blessings and encouragement and a deepening of faith over your life today. Be sure to subscribe, rate, give reviews, and go share this episode with all of your people so that we can continue to build our community and build our faith. Thank you for tuning in to the Have You Heard podcast. And don't forget how awesome you are. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network.